Welcome to Teal Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. I'm Dee. I'm Alicia. And this is Tea Over Interior. Today, we are going to be discussing how to make your bedroom an oasis for rest and relaxation. You ready, Alicia? I am ready. This is an important topic. It very much is. So before we get to that, you know I need to know, what you sipping on, girl? I am sipping on a papaya leaf tea. It's a black tea, but it has the papaya leaf in it. And it has, it doesn't steep for very long, but it has very rich flavor. Oh, very nice. I am having butterfly pea flower. Have you ever heard of it? Never. It's a leaf primarily. It was introduced in Thailand, I believe. And it, the tea has a purple color because of the leaf. Once you add like lemon or even lime, but I use lemon with it and it has a, it has a earthy flavor, nice. a, mi- a mild earthy flavor, but it's very sweet. It's good. I really like it. Enjoy. Yes. Sip, sip, girl. No. <laughs> All right. So on to my favorite part, which you know is. Dean, the randomness, Alicia. Yes. How do you feel about fitted sheets? I mean, they're necessary, I, I think, because anyway, I like them. Okay, so, and in 1959, she created the fitted sheet. Or they had the fitted sheet, they used to fold a flat sheet, you know, fold the corners of a flat sheet to, you know, put on the bottom of the mattress. Yeah. So she came up with a clever way of keeping it in place. And that's what she came up with, the fitted sheet. It parlays into our uh, whole topic about the bedroom. So that's a good one. Okay. So Alicia, the reason why I told you about Bertha Berman and her fitted sheet is because today we are talking about how to create that bedroom oasis, that zen-like feel. So that way you can have a more productive day and you can have a better life, right? Sleep is so important. If you don't sleep well, then you're groggy, you're grumpy. And when you're groggy and grumpy, you do take it out on people. You may not notice it, but your temper is shorter. You know, when you have less sleep, your temper is way shorter. You're not as you're not as functional, you know? Right. And that's right. that's just not good. It's just not a great way to live. So my favorite thing, I think I'm always telling you about how I love to feel like my house is a vacation or my bedroom is like something straight out of a hotel. Because a lot of times the higher end hotels are extremely comfortable, right? They are. Even even sometimes the mid-range hotels, they've been doing a little bit better, but high-end really spoils you. So when you go home, you're like looking at your place like, mm, what can I do to make this better? So I think I'm going to let you kick this off, and then I am going to add my two cents when you're done. So Alicia, tell us, how do we create that bedroom oasis? There are a couple of things, but I think the very, very first and most important thing is to have an awesome bed. And I don't just mean the bed frame, 
although that's very critical. And I'm actually in the market right now for a fantastic new bed frame. I'd love something that has a little vintage appeal, but whatever your style is and whatever your um, preferences are, you want to buy a, a statement piece. You know, your bed should really be the highlight and the focal point of the room. I know a lot of people, and we talked about this in a previous episode, but a lot of people think that the television is the, the bulk of your investment in the room. And then, of course, you need your mattress and, and or box spring, depending on what you buy. Sometimes you don't need the box spring if you buy a platform type of a bed. There are beds with headboards that are platform um, foundations, and so they're high enough up off of the floor whereby you don't need the, the box spring. Anyway, that whole ensemble, you need to really spend some money there. And you need to make sure that you are super comfortable. If you can, you know, not everybody can spring for a couple, and I'm talking like $4,000 probably by the time it's all said and done. It can be very expensive. Does it have to be? No. If you're doing a bedroom oasis and you've only got $200 for the bed and the mattress and everything i'm sure you know you source it you can find it it's out there what? i know i know i'm just i'm just saying i think i literally could afford more than 200 dollars. i'm just saying i don't want to you know offend so the other thing is you you should spend some money on the and i guess you want to talk about this a little bit and it's fine because i don't have a lot of details on thread count your sheets your bedding all of your bedding should be just wonderful and delicious. You, When you get into that bed at night, it's got to feel like you're in heaven floating on a cloud. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yes, I agree with you. The mattress, I believe it should be the best you can afford, right? Mm -hmm. The very best you can afford. Mm -hmm. Spend some time laying on those mattresses, speaking with the sleep professional of your choice, whichever showroom you go to. Or if you're having your, if you're working with like a designer like us and maybe you want to have it custom made, we can do that. But it's very important to let them know exactly what you need to sleep well. And I feel for your bed that an upholstered bed is probably best if you like to sit up a lot for comfort and maybe if you like to read or you use your laptop, which I don't think you should use devices in bed, but sometimes before, you know, you might just be relaxing and you need to sit up and use your computer, you know, your laptop or iPad, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think having it upholstered is better for maintenance and it's comfortable. Also, if you decide to go with a upholstered headboard, you should definitely use performance fabric. But if you use an interior designer, then of course, we are going to make sure that that fabric is performance. The other thing is your pillows. Do people know what performance fabric means? Oh, I'm so sorry. Let mm. me define that. You okay. can't be dropping these designer terms and thinking. It's not designer terms. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe okay. it is. Okay. So performance fabric is fabrics that are made to withstand spills, stains. They're very easy to clean. A lot of times they can be used as outdoor fabric. Also, sometimes they're used in, you know, contract work, like 
commercial work because they take a lot of high traffic because they're easy to clean and they're easier to maintain. So that's that's a performance. That's the gist of a performance fabric without me getting too technical. But I'm sure that you have maybe had experience with purchasing outdoor furniture. I used to work at Fortunoff and we used to sell umbrella fabric. That's a performance fabric. I mean, you could spill bleach on it and it won't stain. It won't get bleachy. Bleachy. <laughs> it won't get, you know, it won't get stained. Bleached out. It, yeah. It, it it bleached out. And it's very easy to clean. Spills just wipe up. They sit, they just sit right on top of the fabric and they don't absorb. Right. So that's performance fabric. They don't okay. always have the softest hand. You know, they're working on that. But they do. I'm that's sorry. Kind of hand, yeah. Hand just means how it feels. Mm-hmm. But they've come a long way. The other thing is your pillows. So if you're into down, that's fine. But if you're allergic, then down alternative or memory foam would be best. I find that they have the best mattress um, pillows at mattress stores because a lot of the mattress manufacturers make awesome pillows to go with their bedding. I happen to purchase the pillows that go with my bedding and with my mattress. And let me tell you, best sleep ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should replace your pillows about every one to two years and be sure to use a pillow protector, uh, allergy cover, pillow protector. I use those things because, of course, I suffer really bad from allergies. And it also keeps the dust planks out. The other thing is your comforter. So I believe in getting comforters that suit your needs. So if you sleep hot or you sleep cold, you know, make sure you get a duvet that works for that. And so comforter. I believe that you should have a down comforter or down alternative and make sure you know, you know, how you sleep if you sleep hot or cold, because they have those very geared to that specific need and cover that comforter with a duvet to keep it nice and clean because you're going to clean the duvet and not have to worry about the comforter as much. Sheets, sheets, you should get the best quality sheets that you can afford. Heavy sateen in the fall and winter and percale sheets in the spring and summer. 100% long staple cotton fiber because the finish and feel, according to Filippo Arnavaldi, he's the CEO of luxury linen maker Fret. He says that the longer the fiber, the smoother. And no matter the thread count, sheets marketed as long or extra long cotton fibers are going to be best. I believe white is the best color because it just imbues clean and it imbues luxury. So I like white or even off-white, like a nice ecru or cream. I've read that thread count really doesn't matter, that you could get an extremely soft and luxurious um, she, even though the thread count is not 600 or something crazy. That's what I'm saying. Long staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's long staple cotton? It just means, okay. So <clears throat> I've learned, I learned this a long time ago. Synthetic fibers tend to be longer. They come off the loom so long because right. it's synthetic. They can make it that way. But cotton only can go a certain length, usually. All right. Okay. 
So that's why it pills when they're mixed together. Because mm-hmm. you have the length of the the polyester or whatever. And then the cotton is usually short. It's a short staple. I mean, you've seen cotton before. Um, so they have to just loom it longer, basically. So when it's extra long, that means that they've been able to loom the cotton threads longer. And when you don't mix the cotton threads, that keeps the sheets smoother and helps them last longer over time. Mm. So that's why a lot of people get synthetic fibers because synthetic fibers usually don't pill unless you mix it with another fiber. That's not, that doesn't have the same length. At at least that was my understanding. Keeping your room uncluttered is the best way to create an oasis in your room. Not having things on your nightstand that remind you of other things can actually keep you awake at night. So if you if you have books on your nightstand that are unfinished, that you haven't finished reading and you feel a way about it, that could also hamper your sleep because it's letting off that energy because your nightstand is so close to your head, right? Mm-hmm. So these are like little feng shui things that I would be getting into, but I don't want to get too crazy into the feng shui because there's a lot that I can say. But just make sure that when you are setting up your bedroom, I know people like mirrors in their bedroom for when they're getting dressed because your bedroom serves as that function also. Just make sure that the mirror is not facing your bed because in feng shui, your mirror is reflecting your energy and thoughts. And if you sleep with a mirror in front of your bed, all it's doing is bouncing off that energy back at you. So that's why they say to never put a mirror in front of your bed or facing your bed. And if you notice when you're in a hotel, the mirror is nowhere near your bed. Either it's off to the side or it's somewhere else in the room, if, depending on the size of the room. But even if it's a small room, they will not put that mirror facing your bed just because, you know, you don't know who's entering your hotel and you don't want to create that bad vibe. So same thing with your bedroom. Also, make sure that your bed is not in front of a window. It should always be anchored by a wall. Because sleeping in front of a window is also bad feng shui. And your bed facing a door is also bad feng shui. So let's talk about two other things that I don't think anyone has um, maybe thought about. I understand about the feng shui, but I think a lot of people um, feel oasis-ish in their bedrooms when they, they have an aesthetic appeal. Like, what about the color and, mm-hmm. and the lighting? And the lighting lighting you know? is so important, right? So yeah. important, especially to create that mood when you're winding down at night. So having reading lights on the side of your bed or lamps that you can turn on that have a soft glow, a lower wattage is very important. Like, I don't like my bedroom too bright at night. So I'll never turn on the overhead light. Hardly ever use the overhead light, but I do turn it on when I'm like folding laundry. But Mm -hmm. those, the bed, the side lights, you know, they give off the lamps, the reading lights, they give off the best mood glow for your room. And it helps to relax you down at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, you know, lay in bed. Mm Mm-hmm. That light, if you do have a center light, like I have a ceiling fan that has a light 
uh, also in it in my bedroom. And I really don't want to part with it because it just, it's a nice cooling feature with the air conditioning. It, it's great. But let's say you had a really nice chandelier or a really beautiful light fixture. Um, I actually dreamt last night about a, a light fixture because like I said, I'm doing my hit. <laughs> I, I, I got to find this light fixture. I had a dream. I was like, if I, I can't find it. I got to make it. But anyway, it's make it, girl. You know, it's a drum shade. It's, it's so cool. Anyway, it was a drum shade, but it had these cutouts in it, and then it has like okay. So anyway, that can be put on a dimmer switch, and I think a lot of times you do need a lot of light for folding laundry or doing something in the bedroom, even changing the sheets or whatever. But there are often times where you just want that very soft light. There's nothing wrong with the dimmer switch on that light. It no. and I have. I'm yeah, just I about to light. say that too. Yeah. <laughs> Put the other thing like dimmer. Yeah, well, I guess. I'm sorry. It helps layering too. So go ahead. Sorry. Now, light control in a bedroom, I think, is important um, with the windows, with the with window treatments. If you yeah. could use if you could use a light filtering shade, like a cellular shade that will allow light to filter through i need to know when it's daylight i i, I don't want to be in a some people like the room dark they want black you know i love it to have two options with bedroom lighting natural lighting that comes in do mm-hmm. any light filtering shade unless you just can't take light which is i don't get that but that's okay you could always do a blackout um cellular shade and you could do one with the top down, bottom up, so that if you did want to be able to see out, you could just re, uh, lower it from the top and just get a little bit of light into the room. But it's still privacy. You know, you still have privacy. Yeah, you got to have the privacy. The other thing is those shades will allow the least amount of light gap if you're putting them inside the window frame. If you're putting them outside, then you may not get too many light too much light creeping around it. But this is the key. Drapery panels, I think, are hugely important in a bedroom. It adds a layer of luxury. It adds a layer of insulation, especially if you live in a um, either warm climate, but especially a cold climate area. You know, we have all our seasons here and it gets very cold in the, um, what are we, North Atlantic region? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or Mid-Atlantic. Northeast. Northeast. Okay. And also the drapery panels can have a blackout lining so that if you do draw them, like in a hotel suite, a lot of people know this from going to hotels, that if you do draw them closed, you want to have a little overlap in the middle so that they can really give you that room darkening appeal. And that's why people like hotel rooms, because they can get completely dark. You don't know what time of day it is outside. It's, you, you could be clueless. The last thing I wanted to bring up is the color that you choose for your walls or the wallpaper or whatever you have in your room. For that oasis, I really don't recommend, like, I mean, you could do what you want, but I wouldn't do red or color. Yeah. burgundy or purple. Like, you really want to do, like, some more... Wait, what's wrong with purple? Uh, it, okay. That's if you like it. Well, the right color purple. Yeah, like exactly. A deep, a deep purple. 
yeah. deep colors because they can help the room feel cavernous and which with some people can help them relax more, you know, because mm-hmm. it'll feel darker and that cozy, you know, that, that cozy feeling. Some people like it light with, uh, you know, lighter tones, which I think are best and more serene colors, like you said. More cooler tones. The light, the light fixture I told you I dreamt about it was an eggplant mm-hmm. color. Or really pump. interesting. You isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. I never saw that lamp. I got to go. I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could have been in your dream so I could have agreed or disagreed with you. Next time, <laughs> pull me in. Okay. All right, Alicia. Well, take us out with something. So, words of wisdom. As usual, we need to always be mindful of how our homes make us feel. And how nurturing and restorative it could be. So we want to put our best effort forward and, you know, talk about the things that help our listeners to create those environments that make them feel at peace or nurtured or revived at home. What else should I say? No, that was great, Alicia. Thanks so much. Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of Tio Venturius. Tio Venturius is brought to you by Truesdale Morrison Design. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Truesdale Morrison Design. And please rate and subscribe this podcast to help us improve and grow. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Nice job, ladies. Carry on.